Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am so excited to have you here. Look, we're going to kick this thing off right. My name is K.L. Jones, and I am the creator, producer, and host of this new series, a 12-episode docuseries called Bit called business. That's not what it's called. It's called the beauty behind the brand. And I am so excited that you guys are joining us for our first episode. Listen, this is live. So anything is liable to happen. And it is proof that you don't need to have perfection to get up, show up and share your message because there's somebody that's waiting for you. And I have a very special guest here with us today who has an incredible message and story to share. Um, and you're going to be blown away by this woman. Before I introduce her, let's talk a little bit about what the beauty behind the brand is, who I am, and why we're doing this now in this way, where we're in the middle of a global pandemic and so many people are social distancing and self-isolating and quarantining, why this is an important project for the times now and how it's going to set us up for what's to come. So again, my name is K.L. Jones, and I am the CEO and founder of Elevate Now Creative Media, and I'd like to welcome you to my network, the K.L. Jones Network, otherwise known as K.E.J.N. And this is the first type of programming that we're releasing under this new network. It is an original series created by my media company in partnership with LMK Entertainment and uh the beauty behind the brand actually started as an idea for a documentary series. And we were filming and we've, you know, had a lot of footage and people underway were working on it. Great team. And then we kind of had to put the pause button on it. And then COVID-19 happened. And like many of you, I was forced to figure out how I was going to pivot and what I was going to do in my business. Elevate Now Creative Media is a consulting creative agency and production company. And so both aspects of my business were interrupted and affected by this pandemic. And I really didn't have time to, you know, feel sorry for myself or even panic. Like it's okay to feel sorry for yourself, but don't stay there. Right. So I had to quickly figure out how I was going to pivot and continue to show up in the world to share my own message with the people that I know I've been called to serve. And so I had this idea and this concept to take the documentary film since we can't film right now and create a different version of that project, which is what you see today. And that is a live docuseries. Now, if you don't know what a docuseries is, it's a series of episodes. So if you've seen the new Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan docuseries, um, there's so many incredible docuseries and different styles of docuseries that you can see on television as well as on-demand programming. Well, I wanted to do something live. You get your nerves out of the way, you get your jitters out of the way, and it's real time. People get to engage with you. They get to see the things that go on behind the scenes. And right now, more than ever, we are seriously craving human connection, right? So here we are today with the Beauty Behind the Brand live docuseries. This is not recorded, at least not now. Now, if you're watching it on demand later on, don't come for me. 
you know it's recorded. But right now, we are live. It No matter where you're tuning in from, go ahead and comment. Now, I will say I can only see your comments if you are on Facebook. So if you're tuning in from Facebook, my guests and I will be able to see your comments and we'll be able to engage with you. But even if you're not tuning in from Facebook and you want to share, go ahead and make sure you're following Elevate Now Creative Media on all social platforms and chime in on the latest graphic for the beauty behind the brand and let my guests and I know what you thought about today's episode. All right. So without further ado, we are getting into it with this lovely woman that you see here. Her name is already up, but this is my amazing guest, the incomparable, so ever incredible Felicia Leatherwood. Felicia is a celebrity natural hairstylist and expert, and she is the beauty behind multiple brands lots of brands that you know and love and i'm talking about celebrity brands personal brands more specifically she's the stylist for some of the top a-list celebrities that we know today from Issa ray of insecure hbo my favorite ava duvernay anthony anderson jill scott and a plethora of other people and the reason why i wanted to have felicia on here today is because she is the epitome she embodies what the beauty behind the brand is to me and that is women who are making power moves but are often behind the scenes and we don't get to see or hear from them much and sometimes we don't even know who they are because they're hidden gems right in plain sight so i don't want to talk so much to felicia today about the work that she does with her celebrities i want to talk to her i want to talk to her about her not her clients and whatever she wants to share we're going to get into it this is unscripted uncut and raw as you can see so we are going to dig in felicia welcome 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 you guys go ahead and welcome felicia to this broadcast chime in and let us know what you have to say to her all right we got lauren harris hello everyone are men allowed here absolutely lauren so sit tight <laughs> how you doing good how are you lady i'm good thank you thank you for having me on uh, I'm grateful. I really appreciate this time. I'm excited to have you here. Um, I know you're going to be dropping some gems with us today. So, and you are a very busy woman. So we are going to go ahead and get right into it. And I want to talk to you. I know you do interviews all the time. And I know I've heard your story before about how you got into styling hair, but I want you to go a little deeper and, and really share with our viewers why natural hair and how you were able to come into this massive industry. I'm talking about the movie and television industry in Hollywood and be a disruptor with the work that you do. Because let's face it, we've seen plenty of red carpet events, pre-natural hair, uh, the natural hair phenom, right? But now Hollywood has embraced natural hair and it's because of the work that you've done. So talk to us a little bit about being a disruptor in such a hard to penetrate industry and how you got your start and what made you decide to go this route? So I probably look at things definitely um, different mm -hmm. in terms of, uh, it's rare that I use the word hard. It's rare mm -hmm. that I use the word hard in my vocabulary. And I think it's because I look at that word as an affirmation mm -hmm. 
Mm. And I don't want to project that out into what I'm creating. Mm -hmm. So I often say it's easy and effortless and it shows up just the way I needed to show up. Yeah. And that it's, I, I deserve it. I am worthy. So I don't go back over it and keep praying over it. Keep thinking about it. Keep, you know, uh -huh. um, obsessing over it because I know I can have it. And uh -huh. so the industry of hair and me as specifically as a celebrity hairstylist, I wasn't trying to do that. I literally <laughs> was not looking to be that. I did not sit down as a child and create, I'm going to do celebrities hair <laughs> one day. You know, I played with my little doll heads because that's all they were good for, for me. <laughs> I didn't I didn't really like playing with dolls, like pretending that they were talking to each other and having tea. That wasn't my thing. My thing was, how can I get Susie's hair to look like mine? Mm -hmm. How can I make her hair look kinky and so-called at that moment, at that time, hard to deal with so that I can imagine that this is my hair. You know, my, my hair was always short. Uh -huh. So doll's hair always had long hair. So I wanted her to have kinky hair like me, but just long. Good luck. So that I could like envision like, this is my hair. Right. Do you remember when we were little girls and we used to, when we would pull our, hair, our, our shirt over our head and we would leave it right there and run through the house like it's our hair and play with it? Right. Do you remember the Whoopi Goldberg comedy special? And yeah. Like the white towel or something around right. her hair. She's like, you like my long hair? Yes, I remember those days you very did. well. That was a real thing. And so for dolls, like me playing with dolls, I was like, this hair is too straight. <laughs> mm -hmm. this, is not, this doesn't look like me. This hair does not look like me. This is not realistic. I don't know why I was thinking like that at the age of six. But in my mind, I was like, something's not right. This yeah. is not right. And as a result of it, the very first time that I got braids gave me length to my hair. So I was like, oh my God, I got long hair. I don't care that it's fake synthetic braids. Right. I got hair. I had the beads. I'm swinging the beads. And anytime anybody out there has seen the little girl swing their hair real hard and those beads, it's because you want to feel that hit you. You want to feel that. You want to hit other people with it. Like I got hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like see and, this. <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't really about the hairstyle. It was the feeling that mm -hmm. I got from that experience. Mm -hmm. That feeling carried over into my life where I started to think, what is it about us mm -hmm. that, what is that feeling? Like, how can we bottle it up? What do we, what do we, how do we empower ourselves through this feeling of I got hair, I got long hair, I got beautiful hair. Mm -hmm. So that thrusted me into what I do as a natural hairstylist. How do you feel beautiful and worthy and loved with shrinkage, a fro, braids, a weave, a wig, a whatever you have? How do you feel empowered? And so the work that I do, people see it. They're like, oh, red carpet is beautiful. Issa Rae is beautiful. But what I'm doing is I am trying to make sure that when you visualize us, you visualize yourself looking beautiful. Can you say that again? Because I think that's so important that um, there's this perception and there's been this perception for decades, centuries that 
we need to conform to a certain type of look in order to be accepted in certain industries. Mm -hmm. So yeah. yeah, repeat that again about the, the, the empowerment and the importance of being empowered so that you can see yourself. Everything is visual. And yeah. for whatever reason, we have been, we're blinded and we don't have like the self-realization is, is exactly what it is, self-realizing. So uh -huh. when you take the blinders off and you look around, you go, oh, wow, somebody literally put an ocean and a beach in, you know, a, 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 in front of me with some palm trees and an umbrella and told me this is life. And you take the blinders off, you go, oh, wait a minute, this is not the reality right. that you right. see. And uh -huh. so as a woman of color, when I stopped looking at like Vogue, and L and, and I'm gonna say these magazines are bad. They absolutely right. are a fun to look at because they have these incredible clothes, but I'm curvy. Those pictures don't reflect who I am. Right. I have natural hair. Those pictures don't make me feel empowered because I don't see anyone who looks like me. Mm -hmm. So as a hairstylist, I want to make sure that I am representing the community of women like me that are curvy or maybe they got an afro and or or big hair or no hair or whatever is going on but they feel good they love their skin they're in uh -huh. they love the hair they wear like that is a very important thing for us because it's not about the look it's about the mentality it's about what's happening here and what's happening here uh -huh. because that is who you become what you see is what you become yeah. And so I always want to make sure that I'm representing uh, a very positive influence, especially on the young girls, because they're going to be the future. Absolutely. We are. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's good stuff. And it's a conversation that needs to be had, because the reality is, again, we were raised in a time where we were taught that this is what was acceptable. This is what was pretty. This is how we should aspire to be and look. And so to be able to recognize at a very young age where most girls don't get it, like they just go with whatever they're being told, um, to, to have that mindset and that wherewithal at such a young age to say, you know what? I, I don't want this. I, I want her hair to look like mine instead of I want my hair to look like hers. That's a powerful revelation and acceptance, right? Yeah. So I know you said you didn't set out to be this celebrity stylist, but talk to us a little bit about your first client, your first celebrity client, or your first time smiling natural hair <laughs> from the red carpet and how it was perceived. I got to remember. Oh, my God. Or give us a story if you don't you remember. Know, like, give there's us so story. many stories. Yeah, I gotta say, the first time I was extremely nervous mm -hmm. was working with Jill Scott, mm -hmm. um, and I worked with Jill Scott for like six years, off and on. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and we love each other. Like she's good people. Mm -hmm. Good people. Uh, the hair that I, I had to dye her hair was like a dark purple. I don't know why we dyed her hair dark purple. I need to call her and ask her about that. <laughs> it 
know it's weird. Or maybe she had it already like a purple, and then mm -hmm. she was gonna be on Girlfriends. You remember when Jill Scott did an episode? She was William's girlfriend at the bus stop. Yeah, and yeah. so I had to put like a weave in her hair to just because she had cut it real short, and they wanted her to have. And I just remember being super nervous, mm. super nervous because I don't do weaves. I mean, I can. Now I'm better at it. But then I was like, what the hell? You know, we were bootlegging hairstyles <laughs> at, at the house. So you were super training the way you do now, you know? Mm -hmm. so I was like, man, okay, I hope. And her hair was like, I think she had cut it. It was like maybe this short. So it had to go from this to like this and be oh, a curly fro. I was nervous. A curly fro. <laughs> yeah, it was like a 3C, if you know what that is, a curly. Absolutely. Afro, the best. she had to rap, and we didn't know. We mm -hmm. both know way more now, but at the time, it worked for what she needed it for, mm -hmm. and and that was good, you know. Yeah, but that was. I remember that being being nervous then. I remember um, going to Will Smith Smith's house uh, and, and and giving him corn rolls. Mm -hmm. uh, at the time, everybody's calling them Iverson braids, the mm -hmm. Iversons. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I gave him some of the Iversons, and I was cornrolling his hair. I remember Jada was uh, pregnant mm -hmm. with uh, Jaden at the time. Mm -hmm. I was nervous then. But all of these people made me feel so comfortable, and they were so down to earth mm -hmm. and so giving, like just, just cool. Just cool. Mm -hmm. And it's so important to have your first experiences be with celebrities that are just like cool and nice and loving, you know, because yeah, you're really nervous. It's better. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So those are like my first, first experiences in um, Hollywood. And I think Jill Scott was really my first red carpet experience. Okay. Um, because she uh ended up doing um why did i get married and she mm -hmm. had press junkets and so i did her hair and that was when and i didn't even know like about social media any of this okay so people were typing or or, or sending messages like who's doing jill scott's hair now oh my god and who's and uh one of my clients came and she said hey people are looking for you and i said what are you talking about she's like they're asking who did jill scott's hair for this red carpet thing and uh, bloggers want to talk to you and do interview. I was like, what? Mm -hmm. So my first interview was with Afro Bella, who I remember. Yes, became yes. great friend. She's an incredible person, mm -hmm. and uh, and from there it just evolved where people started to like be like Felicia Leatherwood. Who? Let me find out. Oh, and there weren't a lot of hairstylists that had the spotlight for doing natural hair because right. there's some incredible natural hairstyles have been around for a long time mm -hmm. um, but would i work with joe scott who really brought the natural hair movement more to the forefront actually i feel like she helped return it to be honest yeah yeah because um, if you go back to the mahogany days and lady sings the blues we saw a lot of that then and then it just kind of disappeared went, from mainstream media yeah, it went away mm -hmm. and so jill scott being curvy natural hair Pro, don't care, all of that. That made a lot of people say, hmm, she embodies something. And they wanted that feeling. And that's what I was saying about that feeling. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to create more of that feeling in that experience in women. So every time I did a hairstyle, I was like, I want to create this 
amazing, incredible feeling for every woman of color to have. Mm, I love that. I love that because it's so important to leverage the skills that we have, the talents that we have mm -hmm. to make the next woman feel good about themselves. You know, it's, it's, we become better by extending a part of ourselves to another woman and saying, I see you, yes. I appreciate you, I adore you. You know what I'm saying? And so I love that your work affords you the opportunity to do that. I want to hear a little bit from you about what beauty means to you. Because again, we know what uh, beauty standards exist, right? In the world, we see it on social media. And you and I have talked about this before, you know, both women of color, both women, you know, with natural hair, both curvy women. So what does beauty for uh, African-American women and multicultural women, what does that look like? What does that mean to you? Beauty is, um, there's a few levels of that word. Mm -hmm. Beauty is, is, is really just a word. It's like art. Mm -hmm. It has meaning in the eye of the beholder and whoever is looking at it pretty much will uh, come up with their own version yeah. of what it is that they see. Mm -hmm. Beauty is also like love love has no specific look influence or meaning but you know it when you feel it mm, yeah. so beauty i don't even now with social media you don't even know what beautiful is because you might see a child who was born without arms mm -hmm. and find them so adorable and so like your heart opens up and you just want to love them and they become beautiful. Yeah. You can see uh, art, like I said, art. And to you, it's the most amazing, incredible thing you've ever seen to somebody else. They're like, that's, a, they they painted a can on there. Say, the eye of the yeah. <laughs> it is, it's, it's just, you know, for women of color, Beauty is anything that has melanin mm. that is in a space of peace and positivity. Mm -hmm. What do I mean by that? I can't say that watching uh, women fight on television is beautiful to me. Right. Um, but watching women hug and say how amazing each other mm -hmm. is, is beautiful to me for sure. Mm -hmm. So beauty has so many layers, you know, yeah. and it's whatever you resonate with. I resonate with love. I resonate with people embracing each other mm -hmm. and talking about how incredible the melanin is in their skin mm -hmm. and what they do to keep that. Mm -hmm. That's beauty to me. That That's good. That's good. Beauty is fluid. It's It's liquid. And it is in the eye of the beholder, because like you said, what one person sees is beautiful, another may not, but that doesn't mean that that thing or person is any less beautiful because mm -hmm. someone is not able to recognize it. Dimitri said beauty is an attitude. I think that's true, Dimitri. Beauty mm -hmm. is an attitude. Yeah, it is. That, that's good. That's really good. It is. Um, so we, you brought up something that just stuck out to me um, and I want to dig into it and it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with natural hair, but we're going to dig into this conversation of beauty again. And again, again, our actions 
are reflective of beauty or not, right? So when we talk about watching television and seeing shows where we see so many women fighting and we see it, you know, across the board. Yeah. But why do you think there's more of that type of programming instead of the other, the, the opposite of that and showing po programming where women's beauty is just celebrated and we're supporting one another. Like I've heard the old saying, people love drama and people are never going to tune into anything positive. But I just, I refuse to believe that. Like I have a sense of hope that our stories are powerful enough on their own that we don't need to add that. Let's face it. Everyone has the opportunity to have drama in their life, but it's how you choose to deal with it when, you know, those uncomfortable moments happen. So I'm not saying that everything is, you know, all peaches and cream all the time, but why do, why do you feel like there's a lack of more positive beauty focused or beauty oriented stories being told and shared on the big screen? This is a loaded gun, mm -hmm. but I'm going to say it. There's a combination of things. There's not one answer to that question. Mm -hmm. There is, um, you have to understand when people think of, of black people, not just the word black, mm -hmm. not I'm wearing a black dress today, hand me that black purse, mm -hmm. not that, but black people, mm -hmm. they often put under the definition struggle, mm -hmm. hard, difficult, angry, Yes. There's all these really negative words associated with mm -hmm. black people. And it didn't start today, uh, last week. This started a long, 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 long time ago. Yes. So why do people want to see that? Because they've already put a definition to the name of who we are. Yeah. They are labeling every person of color to be difficult, angry, uh, hard to deal with, uh, wanting to fight. So there's that part of it. The uh -huh. other part of it is because black people feel stripped of respect and love and understanding, and they are not allowed to be emotional. The men cannot uh, 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 show emotion, uh -huh. but we've had to be the hardest, the most resilient, the toughest, the most forgiving then you also have that part of us who have come to really just take on that label of struggle and mm -hmm. fight. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. we continue it because yeah. it was put on us. We wear it like a backpack. We walk around with it. We sleep with it. We wake up with it. And when are we going to take it off? When yeah. are we going to take it off, open it up, take out all that stuff we don't need anymore and fill it with positive things, with loving things, things that mm -hmm. actually raise our vibration higher mm -hmm. so that we appreciate who we are and we can continue to spread that word so that we come together as a community and build. So it, it's not just one thing. It's so many aspects of it. Yeah. And that's why the healing has to come. This is what I want you to imagine. We're in the middle. There's all these different laser beams surrounding us. Mm -hmm. The healing has to come from each beam, each beam, each beam. It's not one. It can't just be one. You're only going to hit one side. You mm -hmm. got to beam it, hit it up on all sides. So the healing comes until it gets 
all the way to the core in the middle, that last person of who we are to know that we are incredible people. We're not out here trying to rob and steal everybody just because we black. That's not it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's so many layers to this thing. And I mean, that's a whole nother subject off of hair, but there's so many, so many layers. But I said this was going to be real honest conversations. And sometimes those conversations require us to get uncomfortable, to say those uncomfortable things, to hear those things that make us uncomfortable. And we, we become better people as a collective, not just black yeah. people, not just people of color, but as a collective we become so much better when we create a space where we can have these really raw, honest, uncut conversations that, yes, might make you feel uncomfortable for a minute, but you'll be okay. Be okay. Be better as a result of it, right? Yeah. So I love what Lauren said. Lauren Harris said, beauty has so many layers. So yes, it, you know, it's, uh, somebody said you preaching. <laughs> She is. She is. She is dropping down. So somebody pass the collection plate if you're feeling what she's saying. <laughs> guys, I see your comments. I'm so excited and thrilled that you guys are just engaging with this content. If you're enjoying it, make sure that you let us know. And if you have questions, I did see a couple. Stay tuned to the end of the episode because we are going to do a Q&A, a rapid fire Q&A with Felicia. So hold on to your questions, but go ahead and type them in the comments. We'll scroll through them and she can see your stuff too, but we'll highlight a few on the screen so that we can go ahead and take a moment to address those questions. All right. So we talked about, uh, you know, what beauty is, what beauty means to you. We've talked mm -hmm. about the, the desire or the need to see more of these powerful stories where all different types of beauty are celebrated, especially where um, black women and women of color are concerned and women of color includes Latinas, Asians. So it, you know, there's a, a huge spectrum where women of color are uh, concerned, but I want to talk to you about something that was really controversial. And the reason why I want to have a conversation with you about it is one from your perspective as a professional in the natural hair industry mm -hmm. um, who has created her own products as well as the fact that I recently saw that you had interviewed the great granddaughter, or was it the great great granddaughter of great, Madam, great. Mm -hmm. of Madam C.J. Walker? So there was all of this hype and anticipation around the Netflix Netflix series. Um, People were mad. They got mad. They were mad. I, in fact, I was reading some comments today. It was an article, I think it was on Essence. And, you know, they were sharing that her great great granddaughter, you know, talked about being upset when you or disappointed when she saw the script because it wasn't. Yeah. I, you know, yeah. <laughs> I know. Just whatever you want to share. But, well, one, how do you feel about? the film being picked apart. So again, listen, we talked about listen, that whole listen. drama thing. Listen, yeah. listen, I just listen. Said, listen, Linda, listen, <laughs> come on. My thing is this, I like um, solutions. Mm -hmm. I don't like complaints. Mm -hmm. there so you go. People pick the film apart. Yep. I get it because I've had people steal stuff from me. I get it. Mm -hmm. But also I didn't really go out and blast these people. 
you know, right. because it, even I wanted to, I was fighting there and everything when it happened, oh. but I slept on it. I woke up the next day. I, I, I talked to my ancestors and my spirit guys mm -hmm. Jesus and everybody. Right. That's what I call everybody. <laughs> and what came to me, excuse me, I'm so sorry. No, no, you're sorry. What came to me is that uh, not to say anything because what people are kind of doing now is they're building a platform on negativity. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So people are building this platform, just like we said about some of these shows where they're fighting mm -hmm. on negativity and going off. But we as a community have not come together so I'm going to say this. I'm probably going to get in some trouble. I don't know. I don't feel like we have the right to complain about we what we are not doing or doing when we're not doing any of it. That's good. <laughs> and that's factual. If and that makes sense. sense. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. And in fact, um, you know, when you think about it, Art is just that, like, like you talked about this canvas and we talked about how, you know, beauty correlates with art and what one person sees as beautiful, another person may not. That applies in this situation as well. And the reality is this one, like you said, if you're not coming up with a solution or if you feel like you can do it better, do it better. Just because you don't like something doesn't mean that you have to tear it down. That's the first thing. Yeah. The second thing is, a lot of people who have opinions about this project in particular are not people who understand the industry. So there's a whole other thing. That's like a dentist coming to tell you how you should be doing natural hair or how you go to a dentist and tell them how to clean their patient's teeth. Like it just doesn't yeah. hurt that way. Right. And, and so the other thing is just understanding like Hollywood is about entertainment. And when you see something that says, based on the life of right um it's just that so that means that some facts might be off uh, and the thing that you can yeah go ahead some backpedaling that we tend to do yeah. mm -hmm. we need to um figure out how we want to show up if we're going to show up with you know if we're going to show up on wakanda right <laughs> which means you know, you stand in your ground, you're hard. You're like, yeah, no, this is what I said. Yeah. This is what I meant. That's one thing. But to say, this is what I said, this is what I meant. And then later on be like, I didn't say that. I don't know why they did that. Yeah. That's different. Yeah. And I'm, um, I'm really confused about, I'm trying to choose my words. I'm really confused about the switching up, the what you call it, switch coding or whatever, like when things, when we're confronted with something. So basically what I'm saying to you is, um, I think that the uh, self-made book is great and yeah. it pays homage to the lady, uh, uh, Malone, who, who who first created it and Madison yeah. Walker came after her mm -hmm. and she took it and she made it better and marketed it. Mm -hmm. So once again, we keep looking at things as black and white. There are levels to this. Yep. Everything we buy mm -hmm. and we own in our house has been a knocked off thing from someone who really created it. Yep. 
<laughs> we've created and invented a lot a, a lot of projects a lot of electricity the cell phone also no one's saying anything about that no one's saying how oh apple knocked off the that so you know no yeah. we don't so we don't why we our own yeah when we come at our own people we need to come with a solution mm -hmm. we need to come back and make our own version of the story or we need to come and get our communities together and create our own version of what it should look like Absolutely. since we don't like the version we've seen. And until we do that, I really just feel like it's a lot of this and not a lot of movement. Enough of getting in and doing the work and coming together as a collective yeah. to do and, the work. And that, that, that's, that's the, um, it's dysfunctional for me. Yeah. Yeah. to just sit up and be like you're terrible you're bad blah 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 and then i'm sitting here just gonna eat you know popeye's chicken sandwiches and not, and not make no and i'm not saying anybody's doing that i'm just saying in my mind yeah, i got you what it's looking like mm. you know what i mean um i interviewed madam tj walker's great great granddaughter and i asked her questions and not one time and it was our first interview so this yeah. is why i give it a pass she did not say to me that she felt that the story was depicted wrong i did not hear that until people started coming for it mm -hmm. so that's why i got super confused because and this is as a journalist and you will know this when yeah. you interview somebody if they give you information and you like what you hear yep. you believe what you hear you gotta back it up yeah then if they flip the script and you out here supporting this thing they said now you looking like an asshole and yep. you're like well sh and you don't want to depend on the kind of person you are i'm not one to like point the finger at somebody i don't, right. I don't that'll throw somebody under the bus i really try to be self-aware and mindful of that at all costs mm -hmm. i'm not perfect but i definitely am not gonna purposely be like oh well l told me Right. So right. I'll not say nothing and just look at you like, oh, you like, oh, really? sit, you doing that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what we're doing. Okay. Yeah, that's what we're doing. Mm -hmm. So when that happened and then people started sending me DMs about my interview, because I love the movie, I thought it was great. Maybe it should be a fictional story and not a actual biography or whatever, however they uh, right. did it. it. Yeah. I, mm -hmm. Yeah. Should have left it a fictional story. It was wonderful picturesque yeah. beautiful they did a great job all the actors da, da, da. but for it to be a biography story mm -hmm. it got really messed up it shows <laughs> the world once again we are very divided they yeah. can continue to tell us anything they want to keep okay. us divided show us what they want to keep us divided yep. give us what to eat to keep us divided so that's not where i i want to go in my life you know yeah. So now you got to pull up rocks when you want to talk to somebody about the truth. Mm -hmm. What is the truth? How do you really feel? How forward are you going to come with your emotions or your feelings about the truth? And, and you have to almost, you have to vet people because it's, it's not just that, like you don't want to feel like somebody has just pulled the wool over your eyes and they're sharing just, we all have different layers. And so we, we get that we're going to get diff, you know, have different experiences at different times, depending on at what point we meet these people and yeah. interact with them. But like you said, you want some consistency. Like if you owned it in the beginning, own it now when the heat comes, 
Yeah. So I don't, you know, I don't feel like he's a terrible person because she didn't tell me that no. in the interview or whatever. I just think it was yeah. our first one. She wasn't quite sure. But then once it got hot in that kitchen, man, it was like, oh, I gotta get up out of here. You know, <laughs> I don't want to get burned. So mm -hmm. sis was like, yeah, no. Yeah, it's interesting because I did catch that live interview that you did with her, and I thought it was great. I enjoyed the documentary. I promoted it. I shared, you know, there were so many entrepreneurial lessons in there. Yeah, and again, even if it, it were part fiction, it was still something that I there was value that I gained from that project to where like that's all i had to focus on i didn't have time to focus on the other stuff it's just yeah. you know obviously it's on your radar because you keep seeing it and the conversation just keeps swelling and swelling and swelling but you know at the end of the day be proud of the work that you create right like get out there and do something don't be the one that's sitting over in the sidelines constantly picking apart what other people are doing even with this project i had so many different thoughts and emotions and even at the beginning of this you know broadcast yeah. there were things like i was stumbling and it you know i'm in my head but the reality is is i'm doing this right and I'm doing it in this way. And each time I show up, it's gonna be better and better. You're gonna see something different. The flow is going to improve, but you gotta start. You've gotta get out there and create before you can even get to point Z. You don't even know what is gonna what the journey is gonna look like if you don't take that first step and just we, Yes. Uh Lauren wants to know the name of the movie. It's called Self Made. It's the Madam CJ Walker story. Yes. On uh Netflix. It's on Netflix with Octavia Spencer. It had a the movie was good. I'm not gonna lie. Like it was really good. It was look, I was shook. You know what I'm saying? I feel like we need to go just as hard on stories that are told about Egypt mm -hmm. and the pyramids and mm -hmm. stories told about Africa. Like we, we need to go hard on those. Absolutely. So that it told about like some of the inventions that were created that we know yep. were not created by the people that said they're created by. Like we need to support all of that, not just yes. this. Mm -hmm. Let's go through the whole mm -hmm. thing. And so, you know, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, well, I don't know. I'll be just wanting to give black people just one big old hug but at the same time just let me let me love on you but think i'm here with that nonsense yeah no i get it so let's dig a little bit more into the topic of invention right because you are an inventor you're not only a you know natural hair expert um artist but an educator but you're an inventor so you don't just do hair you look at the different challenges that your clients have dealt with and you created a dynamic product which i own i had every intention on having this thing in my hand during this episode mm -hmm. but you will see it because i'm going to post it on my page after we finish this broadcast but talk to us about this incredible detangling brush by felicia leatherwood what made felicia leatherwood brush for the best yes brush with the best tell us why you decided to create a product like that so basically the brush was created because growing up there were not any tools for my texture hair there were hardly any products and um just growing up getting your hair done was torturous it, it was it was probably the worst parts of of, of a lot of our lives that we can remember <laughs> because you got whoopings like it was like oh i'm about to get my hair done oh i'm about to get a whooping <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, I'm about to get my hair done. Oh, I'm not going to sleep for three days. Okay. I'm going to have a headache. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have a headache. It's going to be bad. I'm mm -hmm. not going to like my mama for 24 hours. Right. I don't understand any of this torture. Mm -hmm. So basically, um, the brush came about because, you know, of course, I wear my hair like this now. Right. I'm lazy and don't want to do my own hair and I'm doing everybody else's hair. So exactly. I don't want to take up the time for that. So basically um, the brush came about because I focus on texture four. texture four is kinky, coily, coarse hair. That is the hair that I have. Mm -hmm. That is my first love. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to make sure that women that have this texture was shown some love. Yeah. And we're not made to feel any different from any other woman. Mm -hmm. So my focus is tools for women with kinky, coarse hair first. Mm -hmm. Everybody's going to be taken care of. Right. But I know for a fact that most of the hardship emails uh, and DMs that I've received are women with texture for hair that didn't have um, any tools or products to help service their hair. Mm -hmm. They didn't feel beautiful. And so the brush was created to really just make things easy on texture four mm -hmm. um, and to make them feel good on their days that they got to do their hair, their wash days. Yeah. So the brush opens up and it moves with your hair. And I should have had it here. It's it's around. <laughs> Actually, it's right here. You got it. Show the people what it is. So the brush opens up and it moves with your hair. It expands. The rolls move um, and it basically lets you know when it's time for trim by pausing. When you're brushing your hair, it'll pause and that lets you know, okay, the hair is tangling. It's time for trim, but it releases the tangle into your texture. So it defines your texture. Mm -hmm. It moves through the hair. It helps you to tangle and little kids love it because there's no more tears. They're not running. There's not no arguing with them and their mom. Right. <laughs> that stuff is gone. So this brush has been amazing. And it's been a joy for me to bring to women uh, with natural hair, straight hair, wavy hair, curly hair, all of it. Um, the brush has also been a great challenge because when I created it, I thought no one was paying attention Mm. Uh, that they weren't really there. It was like, oh, she got a brush, cute, okay. And that turned into people knocking it off, stealing videos off my page, um, doing podcasts about about me, and saying, you know, oh, she gets her brush from China, and all these different things. Um, and that really that hurt. Yeah, that hurt. And some of the people were in our community, you know. They got melanin scan, whatever. Mm -hmm. It's not supposed to mean something, but it did to me because I totally believe in supporting black business. Right. So it was good that it happened, but it was devastating at first. Yeah. And the good part is that I empowered myself by going back to the drawing board and creating better, filling in the gaps where I missed. Mm -hmm. So I came out with something better. I'm coming out with other products that are incredible. I'm looking forward to sharing them with you all um, this this year. I can't and, wait. I can't and, wait. 
Yeah, it's been a good business. It's and it's a, it is a great product. Like, I'm not just saying that because you've done my hair before, because we're talking today. I literally have had this brush for at least five years, four to five years. Oh. And it's still in yeah. great condition. I've, you know, when I'm trying to straighten out my hair, you know, you put the blow dryer up yeah. to your feet, it, it withstands the heat. So it is my go-to tool because I do have type four hair. And it and in you know in the back it's a looser curl, so it's like mm -hmm. more tight three, but then in the front it's very, very tight. And so it, you know, it's problematic for me in that it's hard to get through and take care of. And I have very fine hair, but when it's wet or dry, it doesn't look that way. And so yeah. on day, you don't want to have to spend your entire Saturday or Sunday doing your hair to get ready for the week. And so this tool has helped me to cut my styling time and my prep time in half. And I absolutely love it. I'm so glad. We are getting to the end of this. We could talk so much longer about so many different things. And I would love to do something where we're, where we connect again and, and have another conversation. But before we get to the Q&A, I want to ask you, what does beauty behind the brand mean to you? Beauty behind the brand is basically, um, for some reason, I'm, I've made that to be a female. It has a feminine uh, feeling to me. Mm -hmm. So when I hear beauty, you always think about women. Mm -hmm. It's rare that you call a man beautiful, you know. Mm -hmm. And branding, I would say that it beauty behind a brand is a powerful woman that is also a boss yes. she is focused she knows what she's creating she's always working on something to keep herself in the flow of of building more bridges and more support and so beauty behind the brand is basically a female that is um is making incredible moves with her company and I think that's you, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. I, I adore you. You know I do. And I appreciate you. Um, and you really surmise what beauty behind the brand for me really is. It's not, you know, about the superficial things. Beauty is deep. It runs deep. It's our stories. And we have so many incredible, powerful stories that really not only changes our lives, but changes the trajectory of other people's lives. And it, you yeah. know, build legacies through our words and our voice and our stories and our platforms. And I see you doing that. You've done such a phenomenal job, even though you didn't set out to do it this way, you came and disrupted a major industry. And each of your clients shine in their own respective way so brilliantly. And that is because of the brilliancy that you have within. And it shows through the love and care that you do through your work. And we get thank to see you. that on the big screens and on red carpets. And thank so you. thank you for just saying yes to that nudge within to show up and do something different, even if you didn't have a guide or something, you know, a, an example of that before you, or it looked differently. And so you decided to create something else. The same thing with your brush, you created one, you created one product, but then you went back and you looked at how could you improve this thing? And that's what our lives and our businesses are all about is creating and then going back to the drawing board, what worked, what didn't work. Mm -hmm. And then, 
refining that so that we can be proud of the things that we are putting out into the world. Yeah. So yeah. we've got a couple questions, I believe. Let's see. Um, Lauren had a really great question. I am trying to see if I can find it. They kind of disappear on me. Lauren, if you're still here. Okay, wait a minute. I think, here we go. Lauren had a really great question. I want to pull up. Uh, okay, here we go. Felicia, how important is natural hair to self-esteem? I have several female friends of color who refuse to lose the weave due to self-confidence. Mm. Well, for some reason, natural hair and then parentheses <laughs> is self-esteem. <laughs> I'm still that's a great question, Lauren, because that's still a struggle. As a hairstylist, we're always trying to um encourage women mm -hmm. to go natural, to embrace it. And you don't even have to do it all the time. You can go back and forth. You can, you know, let your hair out. Yeah. And then I go back. You can put wigs on. It's yeah. nothing wrong oh, with yeah. you. You're great with that. Yeah. So like. You know, it's not something you have to stick with if you don't want to. Mm -hmm. Natural hair. So, okay. Some people <laughs> think it's just a hairstyle, right? Um, mm -hmm. You don't look cute and like Viola Davis. Da, da, da. No, it's a mindset. It is. It's a mindset. It's in your heart and it's in your head, literally. Mm -hmm. And it really goes back to that beauty thing, the beholder. Because I've done women's hair and they've looked incredible after their first natural hairstyle and they've cried, boo cried because they were freaked out. And mm -hmm. they were freaked out that they were freaked out, which made it worse. Yep. Because they were like, I thought I was a down black woman and here it is, I can't even wear my hair in its natural state. And now I'm scared of what that means. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like you know. that's a great question though it's a great question that is a great because, and that's why we have to be careful of the images we take in if you are always looking at someone who doesn't reflect who you are you mm -hmm. just wrecking your self-esteem yep mm -hmm. you just like why is it you can't look at an apple and call it an orange no, and you know an orange exists you know what i'm saying like, they don't they don't they don't look the same they don't taste well, you know an apple exists i should say yeah. mm -hmm. you can't be like oh this is it. oh and that's it. well i'm just gonna look at this only no this is still here and it's good yeah it's better than good it's great it's great yeah so i should have said you can't look at can't have an apple orange and look at an orange and only look at the orange there's exactly. an apple exactly. <laughs> and, and it's exactly. sweet and it's wonderful and it's organic and it's there and we are that so yes. we're sweet we're organic we're here mm -hmm. so we really have to help encourage each other i think too if the men spent i mean i hate to put it on them but women pretty much do what we want to please the men let's face yeah. it yeah we do. we do and so i think if we saw more men come for us of color Mm -hmm. and tell us how beautiful we look naturally mm -hmm. and really spoke their mind about about how they feel about the way we we look and i don't mean in a mean way i've seen some oh, no. things out there but just in an encouraging way like you know maybe the guy likes you with with curves 
And you don't yeah. have to go take the diet pill and get lipo and all this stuff. Exactly. We need to hear that. We need to, those men to show up. Like I like curvy women. I like women with afros. I like braids. Like we need that. But even some of the men don't know what they like because of what society has told them yeah. of what they should accept. Exactly. So it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot to unpack, lot. but that's good stuff. And there's a place to start. Yeah. So we're going to wrap it up. Bef but before we do one last thing, and then I have some very important shout outs to make before we end this broadcast. First of all, to the viewers, thank you for showing up in great numbers and being here with Felicia and I today on the premiere of Beauty Behind the Brand live docuseries. Remember, it is a 12 part series that will happen every week on Wednesday. So you don't want to miss not one episode. If you thought this episode was good, it trust me, it's going to be more of that coming each week. And I'm excited to share some women that I feel are just powerfully brilliant beauties behind the brand. Um, last thing I want to talk about really quick. Can you share with us where everyone can find you and the work that you're doing now? So we talked about you being an educator as well. Really quick, tell us about the series that you have going. We know that May is Lupus Awareness Month, and I want my, my fellow lupus survivors and thrivers to hear from you about where they can find you to come to learn more about how to care for their hair. So uh, every Saturday I do Get Cute While Quarantined with Felicia Leatherwood. And we put it up uh, kind of fairly early. So on Instagram, you can find me at loving, L-O-V-I-N-G, your hair, loving your hair. Uh, you can also go to FeliciaLeatherwood.com. And you can go to Ask Felicia, A-S-K Felicia, F-E-L-I-C-I-A dot com for past webinars that you can see about how to grow hair uh how to trim your own hair at home how to make remedies for hair loss around the edges um and hairstyling uh, techniques and also there's a product list there for women who have specific textures of hair and they want to understand which products work best for them so that's askfelicia.com and every saturday at one o'clock pacific standard time you will find me doing just that. Awesome. I love it. Thank you so much. A huge, huge thank you and shout out to my co-executive producers, Latasha Kennedy of LMK Entertainment Group, Rhonda Mormon and Nancy Ruffin, and also our power partner, Society Gal, and our media distribution partner, E360 TV. It is because of them I am able to bring this content to you in this way. And I am so thrilled and excited. And also a very special highlight, our friends over at the House Foundation, which is a nonprofit lupus organization. Please visit the House Foundation. is H-O-W-S-E Foundation to learn more about how you can get involved to support those like myself and 1.5 million Americans living with lupus. Felicia, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, I adore you, I appreciate you. Guys, we will see you next week. Until then, keep elevating. Bye. Bye.